Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Proceed Podcast. I am Andrea Digeler. Today is 19th of October. As you might have learned by now, every Monday Proceed Podcast brings you a conversation with one of the newsmakers from the past week. Now, brace yourselves, we are going in. Today, my guest is uh, Kylie Kleimer uh, from uh, the startup Dicket, which recently graduated from uh, Techstars London. Uh, hi, Kylie, and thanks for coming today. Hi there. Very happy to be here. Uh, for those uh, not uh, very familiar, uh, can you please tell us what uh, Dicket is and what uh, you're doing? Of course. So what we're doing is we're building online whiteboard for distributed teams and uh, and we're doing it in terms to enable people to work remotely better. Over the years uh, in our history, we've seen that typical simple phone calls really don't do the trick and you need to be able to collaborate in real time on, on the actual things you're doing. So be it discussing architecture solving an incident or, or or even brainstorming around the design, let's say. You, you need to work on the actual content and not just having a, a simple conversation. It has to be a mix of different things. So this is what we're enabling people to do. So basically you are providing uh, uh, something that uh, otherwise would be done by uh, a flip chart and the camera or something? Uh, indeed. So typically what people do is they... For real time, they try to point the video camera towards the whiteboard, which is kind of awkward way to say a, a collaboration, uh, because you really can't collaborate from apart, and you can't even see what's on there. Or on the other hand, which everybody do is taking photos of the whiteboards and then sending that many many emails containing those, or or storing them somewhere in your Dropbox or or wherever. And typically, you never go back to them because you just can't find them. Yeah, that doesn't seem very optimal. And uh, when uh, when was the startup uh, founded? So we founded this uh, startup, so to speak, a few years ago. Uh, we spent uh, about a year to really research the technology because building such real-time thing isn't a very easy thing. Otherwise, we'll have probably all the tools doing that already. Mm. And, uh, and we've been developing it for a year now. Okay, and uh, why did you decide to apply for, uh, for Techstars and why in London? London made more sense for us, uh, first of all, because it's a bit closer so in terms of dis- distance. And we also decided early on that we would li- have developers uh, remaining home so that not everybody would be in the program, so that we still continue developing and uh, and we can take like maximum out of both sides. Uh, textiles is a pretty obvious because worldwide there still is... I think about two amazing accelerators who really help you to build the product, answer a lot of questions much faster, and uh, and these are textiles and Y Combinator. So, you, but but you didn't think about Berlin, let's say. And uh, not really, because lo- location-wise and uh, and t- type of companies and looking at the whole ecosystem, then London made more sense for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, did you regret that decision? Did you like the program after all? I loved it. I think they did lots of things for for the first time in the program that they hadn't done before, but they were really helpful. Uh, We found amazing mentors, uh, also in the areas that we find that we're very weak at and getting more and more advice is really helpful. So you don't meet amazing people like that every day, just walking into a coffee shop. 
I'm very, very thankful. And, uh, and, and how did, uh, how did actually the program, uh, like for you? Uh, how, how, what were your hours? Uh, what did you do mostly? Uh, I think the program is, it takes as much as you take out of it. So I think uh, for us, mostly it was 12 to 14 hours you spend on working and, uh, and a little bit of time of sleep. Uh, which I think should be the case anyways if you go into an accelerator because you kind of choose to do that for three months anyways. Uh, and, and I think it's it's a mix of things. So in the program itself, you meet a lot of people, you meet mentors, you get a lot of advice, uh, which takes most of your day. And after that, you still have to build the business as well, right? So so logically, all your evenings are spent mostly on, on everything else that you should be doing. And how did you split your team? So we, we literally decided that all engineers remain back at home. And, uh, and we took those, uh, those into London who are dealing more with customers, business side and that sort. So because we wanted to meet some of the customers we have in London uh, and meet also new ones, meet different people, mentors, build up more like different kinds of strategy around that perhaps. Right. Uh, did it work fine? I think the structure was, I was really happy because if you think about the program and all the people you meet, it's very hard to keep focus. Um, you learn a lot, but it's still very hard to keep the focus on actually getting things done at the same time. So if you can do a split, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good decision. It's hard to do, but if you can, then I think it's a good thing. Did you also have to use uh, your own uh, product uh, for a collaboration with the team that became remote for this time? Yeah, we use this anyways all the time. We have given up all kinds of other tools a long time ago already. Uh, and, and we do all our document management, all collaboration on, on the tool itself. Obviously, you have to document your own. Otherwise, why should everybody else use it, right? So for us, it has been a vital. We've hated all the document management systems, conferences and whatever not for, for years. So we're mm-hmm. very happy to kind of move over into our own tool. Uh, so, so absolutely. Was there, uh, was there anything you didn't really like about the program then? I think there's like one thing you typically miss a lot and probably you can do that, but, and it takes more self-discipline, but is to take it a little bit more time to think about things like uh, the everlasting challenge for for any founder and CEO is to take two steps back and think about why you're doing things and how you're going to do them at the pace like this it's sometimes a bit hot so that's uh, something you're you're going to do right now is it yes absolutely because you know that in the program there is a different format of uh, how you get that advice so there is like different sessions of mentor madness where you meet 40, 50 mentors per week and every single one of them gives you feedback. So you have to kind of take time to look back at it from from a little bit further away. Yeah, that sounds pretty hectic. Well, it's actually extremely helpful. People ask you all the questions you should be answering anyways. And if there's like anything you can't answer during that time, then it means you haven't thought about something. You get a lot of advice, you get a lot of... uh, different angles about things what to do and later it's up to you to figure out like which one of it is helpful for you which is really relevant what are you going to do of it and what not but but i think it really helps you to think 
on a larger perspective. And during the uh, during the presentation uh, on the demo day, you said you were raising six hundred thousand euros, uh, of which uh, you had four hundred thousand already committed. Has anything changed since the demo day then? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, uh, have you have you gotten more uh, funding commitments since the demo day and after the demo day? We are currently still in conversation, so we met a lot of amazing Im- investors uh, around Europe, and we are still having in conversation. So we haven't. I wouldn't say we have changed much on that front. So are many of those conversations uh, a result uh, from uh, the actual presentation on uh, demo day? There's more, uh, not from the demo day, I think, because uh, what happens in a program and, and what they did for the first time, you met a lot of investors uh, a bit earlier, which mm-hmm. was an amazing opportunity to to get to know people on a different level than you would just during the demo day five minutes conversation. So a lot of the people we are having conversation with is from a little bit earlier relationship already. So from the program, but but different way. So what uh, what are your plans now then? So you're back in uh, Tallinn now. Are you going to stay there or are you going to maybe open an office in London if you like it here? Uh, we're going to be more mixed in terms. So we are now a UK company. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to hire um, a marketing person, marketing growth person in London. That's for sure. Uh, engineering will be in Estonia going forward as well, which I think makes perfect sense uh, from from many different angles. And as in terms of like next steps, there is a lot of things we need to do on the product side, which are pretty obvious things that do, that have to get done. Uh, and on the other hand, we're focusing more on uh, on the marketing, doing some interesting things there. Right. So did you also have a chance to meet closer uh, the startup ecosystem in London? How did you like it? And uh, what uh, do you think is the biggest difference between uh, that ecosystem in uh, in Estonia and uh, other Nordic countries and uh, here in London? I think there is... Uh, for sure, you always want to meet more. But, but I think there is uh, more similarity towards the valley in mm. London than other other parts of Europe. And mostly because of the openness to to connect and share. Because most of the countries around Europe, it's still very close. So there is more less communication between the companies, less in terms of like sharing advice and, uh, and hey, this didn't work out for me. Maybe you want to be careful around that or something like that. It's, uh, I think, much less happening in a lot of European countries. In London, it's getting there much more. So that, I think, is a, is an amazing thing. So you can pretty much ping any startup and uh, and the team is usually very open to have a conversation with you and share their learnings. And the... Is that an approach you're going to evangelize in Estonia now? Uh, we've been trying to do that more and more. Uh, culturally, we're, I think, still learning, but I think it's, uh, it's coming more around, uh, at least in terms of uh, amongst founders. So founders are more open to share and, uh, and ask the questions, the tough ones where you say, hey, maybe things are not always as easy or maybe everything is not as beautiful as we typically try to paint it. So there's always lots of things you don't know and lots of things you have to learn. Understood. All right, Kelly, thanks very much for all your answers and thanks for coming here today. I wish you best of luck for, with everything and uh, wish you best of luck with uh, the future ventures of, with Dikit. Thank you so much, Andre. Great to be here and uh, I hope the best for you as well. 
Thank you. Thank you. That was it for today. Thanks a lot for listening. You can subscribe for Proceed Podcast on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com slash proceed underscore podcast or on iTunes. All feedback is, as usual, more than welcome on Twitter at proceed underscore two or via email andre at proceed dot two. Have a good week. I'll talk to you next Monday.